anyways, uh, welcome, kicking it to KJ. We have a fantastic guest, and as usual, I learn uh, from the last one where I literally introduce the guest, and I go to the guest and say, "Hey, introduce yourself," which is absolutely <laughs> stupid, right? Um, and so it is so awesome to have you here. So, KJ, the B, coach, uh, we're gonna go with Coach B. What are we going with? What are we going to go with? I think we went to Coach. We're gonna transfer over from Dub B to Coach B. Coach B. Yeah, because Coach of last B. week's awesome retirement 101 video yeah yeah but yeah coach b so kj and coach b we have this awesome guest love this dude love this dude right and we were talking earlier about you know first impressions if you want to get into that you can yeah. we have like a, uh, a script but please sir my brother from leadership las vegas a fantastic leader in the community a smile that charms all uh, please introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm Ace Daniels. I am a born and raised native of Las Vegas. What? Yeah, yeah. They have those? <laughs> um, I've been part of the <laughs> hospitality industry my entire career here, and I've also been a part of the uh, Vegas theater scene here, the local theater scene. Oh, wow. And a class member of Leadership Las Vegas Falcon 2020. So... Me and Dion, you remember Dion was yeah. here. We were like the class of 2020, bleeding into 2021. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I like that because that's an anomaly. We're unique, right? <laughs> Still got two session days to go, but we'll make it. And very proud to be a part of the group. Oh, me too. It is a phenomenal, phenomenal group. So Ace, thank you for joining us, right? I am so honored, right? And, you know, we were talking a little bit about the show about uh, first impressions. So before we dive into this material, right? <laughs> um and if you want to do a first impression about like Barry, like, yeah, I just don't like him and I'm not going to talk to him during the show. Barry, <laughs> Barry acknowledged a few shows ago <laughs> and he was like, I don't like Kevin either unless he's cooking, <laughs> which is every day or cookies or cookies. Right. You know, and so I've known Barry since uh, I was a young airman in the Air Force. He was okay. my mentor and wow. actually hand me my first stripe, say it's time for you to get promoted. Oh, wow. And that's how long this friendship's been. And you'll see that gets promoted. But first impressions of you go um let's see it was gateway first impression i was like god that guy looks intimidating and tough and um i first like description that came out of my head was probably like a muscle head yeah asshole <laughs> meathead <laughs> meathead um, i like it you were scary at first yeah really yeah you were quiet but um and i was like hmm he's handsome but he's also like looks tough and mean and like a ninja <laughs> And Ace said I looked very, very nice, hot, hot. when Lynn did the transformation. <laughs> yep, I'm pretty sure he said hot. I went from like fugly <laughs> to, to like to queen in the day. I think so. Well, in an hour. When I saw the transformation begin, I was like, I don't know where this is going. Hmm. And then by the end of the transformation, I was like, huh, he makes actually a lovely burly chick. <laughs> very burly. <laughs> we just got to get together and hit like stonies with Mark and. Yeah. And we can start a fight. <laughs> well, what, what he means is he'll start the fight. He's going to make you finish it because he's too old. I'm too old. My head hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you, let's see. You talked about a lot of things, right? You uh, talked about you have you know, the adoption. You were in hospitality. Yeah. Like, like what, yeah. like in the last, you know, with COVID and Leadership Las Vegas and everything you've experienced in life, right? How it's impacted you, you know, how have you refocused your 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 why and you, you know, you, you have a husband, you have a beautiful son, uh -huh. right? It looks like you've been living good. Yeah. I think I saw you on the beach. Wait, 
recently. Can I interrupt you real quick? Yeah. Because we had to finish the other topic about I met you and I gave you my first impression. He's trying oh, to just kind of gloss. He's trying to get <laughs> beep, beep, I was, pop. I was trying to avoid that. Yeah. I don't want the audience to think that's what we I still end that think on, of We want to end that on hot. We want to end that yeah. on hot, hot queen. So that I gave you my first impression right, of you. Right, right. And then once I finally started to get to know you, like when we were talking about this earlier before we started recording, I was like, oh my God, this guy's a big teddy bear. Yeah. He is so nice. He is so open-minded. He is so intelligent and so caring. This is a non-paid guest, folks. Non-paid guest. Uh, a, a very emotional person. Are you a water sign? I'm a Scorpio. I'm a Scorpio, too. Okay, now it makes sense. Yeah. See? Okay. High five. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first official <laughs> high five that we've done in this show. So all the folks who are very like, COVID, COVID, COVID. <laughs> well, we do have sanitizer here, so we've been <laughs> sanitizing. <laughs> We're sanitized. Isn't it supposed to be 77% alcohol, though? So these, these are only 75, so these are not going to do. No, if you, if, you use two, if you use two of them. That's 150. It's 150%. Perfect. So you get to use it twice. Both sides, <laughs> one side. <laughs> All right. Let's get back to Ace, man. <laughs> so going back to have you refocused your why, you know, employment, a lot of the things you're involved with, right? How's it shifted yeah. or changed? If you want to talk about it, your your upbringing, because you know everybody has a story, and that's what this is about. This is about you. Yeah. Well, right? for me, I think leadership Las Vegas was very, um, you know, I mean, we're, we're still in it, and we'll always continue to be in it as long as we remain engaged as alumni. But it was a a life changing experience for me because it opened up my periphery to so many things. Um, there was so much personal growth that I went through and where I'm currently sitting at right now, which is as the result of, you know, this break during COVID, I was like furloughed a month ago from uh, my 13 year career with Win Las Vegas. Um, and also having to take a break in the arts because right now we can't do live performances because of COVID. Um, Leadership Las Vegas made me start to really look inside and um, really understand and value my potential. Mm. And what is next for me in this next chapter of life? And you don't know yet or are you still um, thinking? You know what? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my options open. I'll be very honest. You know, I, I know um, that I want to continue to grow. I know that I have a lot more potential. Um, I'm very excited about continuing my pursuit of uh, my, you know, my artistic dreams. Um, last year I made my debut directing Annie up at Super Summer Theater and it was for me a life-changing experience. I've always been a performer leading up to that, but um, God, I love theater so much and it made me fall in love with theater all over again, but in a very different way from uh, just as a collaborator, as, as a leader in, in that field um, and the whole process of creating live theater. So Going forward, um, I'm very open to what's in store for me. You know, um, I love the hospitality industry, um, but you know, um, we'll see what happens. Man, yeah. so you know, um, me and Barry in the Air Force came up in the hospitality arena, and we always uh, joke, and he would agree, and he can probably elaborate a little more. It's it's often a very underappreciated industry. Like no matter what you do, no matter how hard you work. There's always going to be that someone, one person, the one person or one group that just, it doesn't align with what they want and they want it that way, you know? And I don't know how that is as far as like, cause hospitality is so broad though. Yeah. And yeah. you do entertainment. 
Well, no, specifically what I do is meeting and events. I do conventions, which is really, really important in this city specifically. And right now we can't hold, like what I do for a living is bring large masses of people together for the purposes of conferences. And we can't do that right now. So like our Vegas industry is really hurting because the midweek piece of business really relies on conventions and conferences. And we need that for, you know, the, for the, um, our industry to have fully recovered. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you looking at me like? Oh, I thought like, you yes. were going to say something. No, no, like that's that's great. No, <laughs> yeah. no. So um, I kind of wanted I want to hit on the the um, you said earlier that you're uh, you have a husband. I do, and yeah. a little boy. I do. And you kind of go into into your family yeah, dynamic, absolutely. especially like what's going on with all the climate tension and all the stuff that people kind of perceive as far as. Um, perception or actual reality, like as far as being a gay man and, yeah, and yeah. A, you know. So uh, my husband's name is Raul, Raul Daniels, and we met in 09, so we've been together. It's going to be 11 years. We're kind of uh, coming up on 11 years. We got married in 13, and this was before it had passed, before same-sex marriage became legal in Nevada. We knew that we wanted to get married um, away, a destination wedding. We chose Laguna Beach, and at the time... We were preparing for what we thought would be a commitment ceremony, um, but we had already chosen the date. Next thing you know, same-sex marriage had passed in California. So we're like, oh my God, now it's actually going to be legal. That's, yeah. it's, that's amazing. And it was very interesting because during our wedding, it was our first experience at a same-sex wedding as well as all of our guests. It was a very intimate wedding, about 65 people all together. Um, and then we, we always knew that we wanted to have a family um, how do we go about that when, you know, together we can't procreate, we, we explored all of our options. <clears throat> we originally, my husband wanted to always have his own biological child and I supported that. Cause I was like, you know, I love you. So if that's what you want to do, I stand behind that. But I always knew that I wanted to adopt, mm. um, you know, even as like a young gay man, I knew that I wanted to have a family, but I knew that my journey there would be through adoption. Cause I always felt that there are so many children in this world that deserve a better life. And there are so many couples who, you know, cannot uh, start a family on their own. Why not give that child an opportunity? So um, my husband ended up watching a documentary that highlighted adoption and the benefits, and it really changed his way of thinking. We did a lot of homework and we realized that having a surrogate child, which everyone always assumes, oh, did you guys go through the surrogacy route? It's really expensive, really expensive. And it was just out of our price point, you know, it was out of our means. So we looked at the other ways about, you know, do we foster, do we go the adoption route? Um, there's pros and cons to everything and every family needs to make the right decision for them. We didn't feel that fostering was the direction that we wanted to go after really diving into what that was. And we then set our mind on adoption. And we ended up meeting with these acquaintances of ours who had gone through an open adoption journey. At the time, I didn't know it was open adoption, and I'll clarify what open adoption is. But they had um, signed up with this like national agency called Independent Adoption Center. Don't look them up, because they don't exist anymore. Um, <clears throat> but uh, so we we're like, okay, let's give this agency a shot. We wanted to go through a national pool of birth mothers because we felt it would um, increase our opportunities of uh, meeting a birth mother. Also, I didn't want the birth mother to live in Las Vegas because I wanted some geographical right. distance at the time. Well, the pop uh, in. So, so at uh, Independent Adoption 
IAC, they have, uh, they had offices in seven different states, and the closest one to us was LA. So we went to Got LA it. for like a three-day workshop that was required. And the interesting thing was that in that three days, might have been two days, but it was three same-sex couples. And this was the first time that that office had three same-sex couples together, and we were all men, going through this wow. journey together. And the whole... Um, workshop was about learning about what open adoption is. So to clarify what that is, a closed adoption is more a traditional adoption adoption that we know, you know, where you adopt a child, but you never learn who the biological parents are and vice versa. So this child is going to grow up in a world where they don't really know who, who they biologically came from until they reach a certain age and right. start asking. Yeah. An open adoption is where you remain in contact with the birth mom. And it's different for every family. You know, you decide organically what that's going to look like. And then you just let things, relationships evolve organically. Mm. So looking at the, the pros about it, I was like, immediately I was sold on it. I was like, yes, this is what I want for our family because as as the adoptive parents, I want to be able to have a link to the biological mother and father in case something comes up medically, you right. know, and I need some answers. For um, our son, I want him to know where he came from biologically from birth so that it's not a question later on. And it's just something that has always been natural, right. you know, and we have this beautiful relationship with Robin. That's Alex's birth mom. Okay. Um, we don't, have any contact with the biological dad um, or father? We call him the donor. Robin chooses to call him sperm donor. <laughs> I mean, he's already got two dads. How many more dads does he need? But um, we, yeah. So we went through that workshop, and then we went through the process of just waiting. They say there's a lot of uh, waiting anxiety. They coached me on that, and I definitely went through my waiting anxiety because I had baby fever. But I decided to just throw myself into the arts more and get myself distracted, and then. She found us through, really through the agency, and we were matched, and we had, uh, we were able to go through the pregnancy with her, which was amazing, and then Alec was born in uh, 2016, and yeah. he's four years old now, he's a beautiful, healthy baby boy, he is our special unicorn. Yeah. I love it. So, you know, you know, between me and Barry, you probably got just short of 50 years of serving our country, right? And we fight for things. <clears throat> One of the things that I always thought that I think was amazing and we don't hear enough of the positive stuff is how our country's evolved. And the fact that you can, you can be you, you shouldn't have to hide, you know, your love and to be a parent. And, and I think that's inspirational. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I wouldn't, I know me and I, I talk a lot of shit, right? I don't think I'd have the courage to, you know, like something that you're just trashed for, you know, like you love who you love, you know, and that's a leadership story in itself right there. Yeah. That, that you don't we don't talk about enough. You know what I mean? Like we don't we don't focus on love. Yeah. You know, we don't focus on unity enough. I mean, like I was just telling Barry, someone that I like hold in very high regard, got in some kind of debate on Facebook with a friend of mine. I don't you know what I mean? Had nothing to do with me. And then I got unfriended. Oh wow. You know, I'm like, what's that crap about? Yeah. But whatever, you know? Um But I think I think your story is inspirational. Thank you. Just because it's 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 a significant um, contribution to how our country evolved to stop all this bashing and hating and how dare you. I mean, I, who gives a shit? You know, you love who you love. You're a good man. Your husband's a good man. Thank you. you have a beautiful son Thank and you, you raise a family. And that's the stuff that we need to focus on yeah. is that 
just because that don't align with how you were raised doesn't necessarily make it wrong. Yeah, yeah I'm going to tell you right now that I don't, that's not the way I look at it, you know? Right. You love who you want to love. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I'm not going to put how I feel in front of your feelings. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's, we need love. That's what we need. Right. If it's love between male, female. Yeah. Male, male, female, female, whatever, man. Just love each other. Yeah. yeah. You know, who cares? I, who cares about the the dynamic? As long as that that dynamic is is positive, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So when I share <clears throat> my adoption story and um, you know, just share the story about my family, I always say, love is what makes a family. Love is what makes a family. And you know, going into this process, I was like, how lucky is he to be loved wholeheartedly by three individuals plus more when you add on the grandparents and the relatives and the friends. But, you know, love is love. It's the same thing regardless of what it looks like. And my son doesn't feel any shortage of love. Nope. You know, he's got two dads and he's very proud of it. I'll show you a really quick story about, um, we, when we started this zoom schooling, once everything shut down, we were watching him. Now imagine watching preschoolers like do a Zoom class for an hour. It's kind of torturous. Yes. But it was one of those uh, story time days where you're just sharing a story or whatnot. Oh, so he decided to share a story about going to the dentist. And one of his classmates, who's actually a good friend of his, said, uh, did your mom or did your grandma take you to the dentist? And Raul and I are in the kitchen just observing what's happening. And I happen to have my iPad, so I'm also watching the class. And without even hesitating or being prompted he says i don't have a mom i have two dads and i'm very happy and in that moment our hearts just melted is that one of those where the eyes <laughs> get a little watery and yeah it's oh, yeah man. so when we ask him we're like alec do you have a mom he's like no i've got two dads and i'm very happy and when we ask him where do you come from roro's tummy <laughs> <There> you <go>. <laughs> <clears throat> well that's funny because um you know on the on the notes you know we you know let's let's be real folks we we learn to start planning our dialogues right the first <laughs> a little time, bit the first time when me and barry did it, it was like hey so what's up go go <laughs> you say something right so you know you you talked about mental health during covid right yeah. and, and i love it because i feel like something that's significant to mental health the story you just told mm-hmm. is like imagine if if we hadn't evolved and you have to live this kind of secret life that's not accepted and then covid something that this is significant right i've been alive 45 years been around the world and I used to laugh at when I'd see the news, like, man, I ain't wearing no masks. You know what I mean? I'm like, any that serious? And now that's, this is our way of life for a little bit, right? Yeah. You got that big bolt, like, it's not even relevant no more. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, you know, like I can live free. And now we have COVID, right? So, and you talked about a little bit about the mental health um, work and stuff like that. Cause I think a lot of us take for granted, like the blessings we have, yeah. right? So like maybe a little elaborate a little bit. you like, for me, my mental health, Honestly, um, Barry will tell you, like, I, I have a PhD in complaining and ungratefulness, uh, believe it or not. Um, and it's not like I'm truly ungrateful, but I have to reflect and be like, man, like, someone out there has it way, 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 way worse, and you're over here complaining, right? And, and so I had realized how much I didn't focus on my family. I mean, that's my lesson from COVID and mental health, right? But then within a week of them driving me nuts locked into the same living room, it was like, all right, I'm ready to go back to work. Um, you know, what, what, what do you think got you through, um, during the pandemic? Yeah. Well, I, I want to start off by giving credit to leadership Las Vegas for giving me a vocabulary about mental health. Um, you know, when we went through <laughs> healthcare day and it was a talking point, it, it, it gave me, yeah, it gave me a vocabulary to, to 
better understand it and talk about it. And I think it's really, really important to talk about mental health. And I feel like it's still not talked about enough today. So what helped me get through it is, you know, we started to shelter in place and I started to work from home remotely. And I was great the first five weeks of that because I was like looking at, you know, the brighter side of things. I was like, oh my goodness, I've, I've never had this much quality time with my son since his birth, you know, and looking at the glass half full whatnot. But then something started to change in me. My morale started to change. And I just started to be slowly become aware that like I was losing my motivation with anything. It started with losing the motivation to work out because I was working out religiously because I think that's also a very important yeah. you know, aspect to mental health. And then next thing I knew, I didn't even have the motivation to get out of bed anymore. And I wouldn't describe it as depression, but the behaviors that are associated with depression, I was experiencing. So I was aware of what was going on and I chose to vocalize what was going on. I told my husband, hey, you know, just heads up, like, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm feeling. This is how I'm feeling when I get up, uh, when I, you know, wake up and don't even have the urge to get out of bed and lollygag for a while. Um, And started to let my friends know because I started to also withdraw right socially you, dis- you disappeared a little bit I, I did I did I, I withdrew socially from friends and family I didn't want to engage with anyone and it was weird I didn't know why I just wasn't my normal self I wasn't my normal peppy optimistic happy-go-lucky joyful self right but um it I just everything had been ripped from me you know and my my norm um and then before you knew it, I was like, okay, I need some social distancing from my family. <laughs> uh, I mean, because when you're trapped in a house with a three-year-old constantly, it's, yeah. it's yeah, you know, you got sick, so. Yeah, mine is the dad, my dad. I love my dad. Me and my dad are the best friends, but yeah. yeah. Barry, Barry lived with me for a little bit, so he knows. It's, 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 <laughs> oh, I know. it's more father-son loving, bickering at each other on purpose. God, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It's more comedy. It's comedy. But I think it's important to recognize that when you're going through a a, maybe a darker period, to reach out to your family and loved ones and friends, people who you truly trust and value, and let them know that you're going through that. Because I've had episodes of like you know dark periods, uh, you know, in my younger years, and I wouldn't talk about it because it wasn't something that we talked about. Instead, you suffer quietly and alone, and that's not good, and that can take you down a very dark spiral so just by being aware of it and feeling comfortable talking about it and how did I pull myself out of it once we started to finally open up and I had the opportunity to finally go into work every other day you know we still want to maintain social distance but we had this formula of where I'd go into the office one day and the next day I'd work remotely but just being able to get out and get back to some norm um, and being able to see friends again in very small groups started to help me and I'll never forget I went to San Diego with my husband and a very good friend of ours and we had this really really fun three-day adult weekend and um there's this picture of me on the balcony after several adult beverages, of course, mm-hmm. but the smile and the joy in my face, I was right. like, oh my God, there he is. I recognize myself again yeah. because leading right. up to that, I didn't recognize myself anymore. And I'm so thankful that to this day, I've finally pulled myself out of that dark rabbit hole and I feel 100% authentically Ace Daniels. Yeah, I think, I think cause you know, I have PTSD from uh, being in the Air Force, Barry does too. Um, and we call it suffering in silence in the Air Force Wounded Warrior Program. And I think what happens is 
every day when we were working, those distractions are the noise we need, right? To yeah. fill the gaps. Yeah. And then when we get, um, we shelter in place and we're stuck and nothing to keep us busy, that silence takes us that downward spiral to you're like, how the, how the hell did I get here? Yeah. You know? And like, whether you're just taking a shower and all of a sudden you've just got tears pouring out of your eyes because you know, it's not shampoo. Well, it's always, sh it's shampoo in my eyes, but, um, you, you have time to think. Yeah. And when you think you're like WTF, you know? And so, uh, I think, I think that's beautiful. You should have reached out. You shouldn't have disappeared. And one of your last little Facebook things, I didn't even know you were dressed until you moved. You're doing like some kind of shoulder press up the wall or something like that. <laughs> I was like, is Ace naked? <laughs> um, <laughs> just the way it looked. Man. I wasn't just to clarify. I was, uh, I've gotten into yoga. I always wanted to do yoga, but I never made space for it. And then come January when I was like 2020, yeah. oh my God, I'm going to get back to my fittest self. Um, started incorporating yoga into my daily like fitness practice and yeah that was what i posted that you saw man <laughs> that's what's up man so um we're running close to the 30 minute mark that's, oh already wow i think so right ryan yeah we're right there um man ryan is awesome right so let's do it let's do a shout out to ryan and his family right because they had a uh, loss man and ryan always takes care of us very very giving dude man so kicking it kj we got a lot of love for you prayers for your family right um, and I know how to find Ryan and I find him more than he finds me cause he's so busy and I'm usually like, Hey dude, I need help. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's a hard place to come from. Go back to mental health, right? Yeah. How many of us like to act, ask for help? Yeah. Right. Like you said, first impressions, here's Shrek, right? <laughs> and, and you're like, imagine me reaching up like, Hey man, I'm, I'm suffering, you know, I'm dealing with these things and I'm having these thoughts, yeah. you know, and, and we get to that place for a reason. I think one, because people don't really genuinely believe us, mm -hmm. you know, or they just pacify you enough to be like, Oh no, you'll be okay. Yeah, you're okay. Yeah. yeah. You'll be all right. You know? And, and I, I don't know. I don't know where the road is leading. It's really weird for the first time in my life. I'm either really paying attention mm -hmm. or I've been ignorant to what's really going on. Right. Whether it's politically, socially or anything like that. But it was within the last three months I've actually like, experience a little concern for like what the road looks like for our kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know? And like I said, I got six of them. Right. And, and I used to always just focus on like my little girl, like, Hey, you know, I'll, I'll stay as strong as I can until I know she has a dude that I can beat down once <laughs> and let him know that if you mess with my daughter, it's me and five boys. Uh -huh. Right. Six. Um, and no, five boys and a girl and me. Oh, I'm sorry. And Uncle Barry, Uncle Barry is, yeah. He's always the- uh, Don't you, forget me. Aren't you older than me? Yeah, I'm but just But you'll still be strong enough. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Tats and gats. That's what tats we call each gats. other. It's tats and gats when we get older because we can't fight. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Ace, man, you, you are freaking awesome, right? Um, If anything, invite him to a Halloween party. This dude, <laughs> this dude can pull off Disney characters like no other, right? Oh, I've got more up my wheelhouse. It's not just Disney. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, brother, you, you got to hang out with this guy. He's so awesome. Um, Ace, if, if people wanted to find you, yeah, right, if you wanted to be found, uh -huh. right, um, where, where can they find you and what, what would you say? What would you say to the masses from, from Ace? You know what I mean? Um, I call you Ace Ventura, by the way. Okay. Um, uh, with the, uh, um, 
it was it um major pain ace ventura you remember you got to watch uh major pain again um there's someone he can re <laughs> reference as ace ventura but i call you ace ventura um what would you say to the folks from your heart from my heart my message uh, and specifically to a younger audience has always been own your authenticity own your authenticity you know be yourself you know i i preach that to a lot of youth who are trying to figure out who they are you know trying to be like their peers no just be who you are yep you know and that's how i try to live my life where can they find me on instagram at ace underscore daniels and that's with an s at the end i like it what do you got what do you got coach you're gonna wrap it up yeah i guess uh do you got anything for the for Team Las Vegas, Team Air Force, Team... Uh, team Life in General, well, Team World. I definitely want to shout out Vicky's, right? Um, Vicky's, Vicky's Diner, Diner, Las Vegas. Which, you know, some some scumbag new uh, um, landlord pretty much kicked him out. So they're rebuilding. But uh, my new boss told me about it. And uh, it's fantastic. So I did decide to do my... Uh, what's it called? What do you call it? Non-sponsored sponsor? Yeah, because they don't pay us. No. Um, but yeah, I bought their shirt awesome place so uh, i think they're reopening so make sure folks uh check them out right okay now wrap it up wrap it up wrap it up all right guys here from the living large <laughs> las vegas studios in the world peace oh and third eye vinyl thank you love you guys bye bye <laughs>